Welcome back to another episode of Rips Through a Podcast, episode 28, I believe, the first of 2020. And if you've noticed something off the bat, obviously it's pretty stand stands out. It does stand out. There's a, a split screen. You got me and my host, Shawnee T. He's all the way down the Gold Coast. And behind me, you do see empty chairs. Yeah. Empty wall. Yeah. And long story short, um, Sean fell asleep this morning and didn't wake up, so he slept in. Not, not true, Mitchell. Not true. I was there. I was there at 7 a.m. I was on the highway from 5.30 a.m. I had a coffee. There's, if you actually check your podcast room, you'll see there's a coffee that I left for you. Uh, but you weren't around. You weren't there. You weren't, you, weren't, you weren't around. I went looking for you and then I found you and I couldn't wake you up. I can't believe this actually happened. If this was a training session, honestly, I'd probably you know, get all the boys involved in a recovery session. I'd get in trouble. I, so long story short, my phone... Uh, went flat last night. Uh, today's our day off. Yes. Um, I was up. I was up to about one thirty watching something on uh, on the laptop. I was trying to figure <laughs> out some things. Uh, watching Ninja actually. He uh, he released a new skin. Um, that doesn't matter though. But I did not wake up until seven fifty five, and I think I might have woke up to the door slamming. Can you run me through you rocking up to the house? Yeah. Calling yeah, me, so... texting me, nothing happening, and you walking through my house. Just so punctual, punctual as usual. So I'm always there on time, of course, because I, I have to leave the Gold Coast at 5.30 a.m. to make sure I'm at yours by 7. Uh, do our usual coffee stop. So I went to, to, went to our favorite coffee store just around the corner from yours and turned up with bearing gifts and ready to wish you a happy, I think it's still okay to say happy 2020. Uh, yeah. But, uh, mate, you went around, you went around. You were still, you were still, you were, uh, you were, you were asleep. You were not waking up by any means. And so... <laughs> I gave it a good hour. I gave it a good hour, but I had to... I just to, can't I, believe you sat downstairs in the house in the podcast room for an hour. Well, I had stuff to do, thankfully. So I literally was sort of rocking around and then I thought, you know what, I'm uh, I'm calling it in. It's 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 close to... It's, it's past 8 a.m. I've got to head back. So we're still doing this. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, for the we people, you know, we, we, we always find a way. We're doing it for the people. And um, you know, I'm glad that we can do our first step of the year. I just... Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Wake up at 7.55, heard the door slam... Woke up, ran downstairs. I saw the coffee on my table, so I knew you'd been here. And then I had to charge my phone, and, and then I tried to call you, but you're already halfway back home. So, Johnny yeah, T, yeah. I should have come down this afternoon to see you, but we found out a way. This looks pretty cool. Um, but this might be this this might be our new overtime edition. It could be. It could be. You know, if we if we start doing some overtime editions, we have got to let the people we give the people what they want. So we're uh, you know we're back again for 2020, and, and a massive thank you to everyone that supported us last year. You know when we first started this, it was really just a, I suppose just a way of, of us hanging out and, and, and chatting footy and life, and uh, it's been awesome to see people throw so much support. So we've we've, we've heard your feedback. You wanted us to come back, so we're, yeah, they we're want rocking. more. 2020. Yes, they do. No, I do appreciate it. I'll echo that. Uh, it's been amazing. 2019, built this from the ground up and it's it's uh, it's paying dividends. It's doing well. So we can't do, can't, can't say too much thing, bad things about it, but uh, happy new year, mate. Uh, how was your Christmas yes. and New Year's before we get stuck into it? Yeah, Christmas, New Year's was good. So uh, New Year's Eve was uh, was interesting. I know you were in Tassie, weren't yep. you? You were in Tassie. Yep. Yeah, I was yep. back, back in the God's country. I spent... Um, 11 days down there, so I didn't go down the off-season, so mum and dad were pretty flat that I didn't do that, so I gave them the chop out for Christmas, took yep. the whole crew down there, um, it was amazing actually, it was like 30s every day, so um, we were doing plenty of uh, adventures, I was, I was a tour guide, um, did all that, so that was yep. that was good, really good fun, um, enjoyed that, and then spent New Year's with my one of my best mates from kindergarten, and we got... A little bit lit um, together at a house party, uh, so that okay. was really good. It was good fun. But, um, yeah, it came into the 2020 
raring to go. Didn't did my you know that um, the first of January run and the weight session and stuff. So uh, now was really good. How about you, mate? What'd you get up to? Uh, well, New Year's Eve, I might be revealing, revealing a little bit more about myself, but I was actually at a Michael Jackson tribute show. What? Uh, yeah, baby, I was at a Michael <laughs> tribute show. So uh, myself and myself and Sally Pearson, we took our partners along to a, uh, a Michael Jackson tribute show at the Star Gold Coast and uh, yeah. had a lot of fun. It was it was a bit different. It was a, it was a much more different way for me to, to open up the New Year's, but oh, uh, okay. I had a lot of fun. So uh, I might, I might have to find him on tour and and, and go back and hang with him. It was, uh, it was an interesting <laughs> night. But, uh, still feels too soon. You know? I know I mean, it does. I was, <laughs> I've still got a couple of his t-shirts upstairs that I rock every now and then, but. They might get those holograms out one day and then you can be able to see him doing his thing there. Oh, man, I'll, I'll go to that. So, no, I had, had a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to this year. And, and tell hey, us about preseason because you're about to go to Tassie. Is that yep, right again? Yeah, we're going to Hobart for the fourth year in a row. Um, it's a phase special, but uh, we're, doing, we're doing Hobart now, which is good. So, the first year we had him, uh, we went to Launceston. Um, and no offense to Launceston, but it's not much to do other than do training and hang out with the boys. So, if you want a bonding trip, that's the way to go about it. Yep. The last couple of years we've been in Hobart. Uh, we've been staying at the university down there up, up on um, Battery Point, Sandy Bay area. And it's just a chance for us to get away, get out of the heat because, as you know, I think it was eight clubs that came up to Sunshine Coast to do some heat training and, and for them to get smashed around of that. So we've been experiencing that since day dot of pre-season. So yeah. for us to get out, that's really good. And it's good for me because I get to go home and show everyone around my, my, my hometown and all the fans will be down there cheering on Robbo and the Rob squad and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, of course. And we're doing our practice match stuff, so that's that's the best thing yeah. about it. We're back in the practice match now, so we finished our three k on a Saturday, just gone, um, cool. and that's when the you know the we're over the hump, we're over that speed hump, and now we're into yeah. the into the fun stuff. So the boys had two ten minute um, quarters last night, and they looked fantastic. So yeah, um, wicked, there's a lot lot wicked. going on for the Brisbane boys, but um, yeah, so we go tomorrow for a week. Yeah, wicked. No, I mean you've spoken highly about the trip in recent years and in particular you just touched on it from a bonding perspective i mean it's kind of been a way for you guys to to create the culture that everyone's talking about now so you know yeah. those trips they, they are valuable yeah they are and we do like a lot of our leadership stuff down there so um what's good for us is we get together as a group and we really discuss um you know trademark our values and and i think we vote for the leadership group again this year down there as well so um, I think we might have a sneaky guest coming down as well, which is uh, going to be pretty funny to see how this guy goes. Um, I think okay. it's our old mate Kane Corns might be making his way down to, uh, uh, yeah. to the Taser training. So you had, had a few words for us, um, obviously in the preseason, um, talking, linking us to the Melbourne of um, 2019. Um, so I think he'll come down and you'd be uh, fairly surprised at how we go about our training. So it'll be good to have him down there anyway, just to have an eye. You know, he's obviously in the media a fair bit, so having an opinion about us that has actually, that is actually accurate for once would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I, look, I do think it's important because it is easy for a lot of the, uh, let, let's say Southern state commentators yep. to have opinions about the Northern states. And, um, you know, when, when you don't actually get a chance to see these guys in actions, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the Northern clubs or what have you, like it is, it is difficult. So I think it'd be great for Kane. Okay, I reckon, I reckon he'll take a lot out of it. And, and it's going to be easier for him to, to talk about you guys throughout the year as well. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a smart play by, uh, by the club and um, I reckon there'll be a few other clubs that we're looking to do similar with other commentators as well. Yeah, that kind of goes into uh, our next thing. We'll talk about the AFLPA conference soon, but... Um, yes, but I'd... before we do though, I, I mean, I'm going I'm to put you on blast here and I, I know <laughs> you said you didn't want me to, to bring this up, but mate, I do need to, to call you out and and, uh, and praise you for, for the 24-hour live stream that you did recently yes, with your brother and yeah. 
Uh, you raised 15000 uh in 24 hours, which is amazing. I haven't yet seen your beautiful golden locks in person, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, but, uh, mate, congratulations. What an effort. I mean, I know when you were doing the stream, I tried to, stream, I tried to tune in at times. Yeah, I saw Shawnee uh, T pop in every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to throw some love. So congratulations, mate. You did an unreal job, obviously, raising money, and, and it was all going towards the bushfire appeal. Yeah, it was, um, it was something that me and my brother thought of probably a couple of days before we actually did it. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to do 24 hours straight. I did text him and say, look, how about we do 12 and if we're doing really well. I was a bit nervous too that I wouldn't get many donations at the same time. So we talked about um, possibly doing 12. He said, nah, fuck it. Let's just do 24 off the bat and um, whatever happens, happens. It'll be a good challenge anyway. So thankfully we had a lot of generous people come into the stream and donate uh, copious amounts of money. Um, we had up to a grand being put down at once, 500s left, right and centre. We had about three or four blokes chucking in 1,600 all up. So yeah, um, wow. it, re- it really kept me going throughout the course of it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, something something different. I did run out of things to do in the back four hours ago, I reckon. I was starting to get a little bit you know, restless and my legs and my knees were hurting, my neck and my back. So... Um, yeah. I don't know how these gamers do it professionally for the for the whole <laughs> career. It's actually very tough. But now I want to give a big shout out to obviously the sponsors. We had um, Sure Microphones who gave away a few giveaways with them. We had Puma, obviously rep Puma all day every yeah. day. Um, and the and it's other ones like Logitech, and we had um, Sennheiser give away a few things as well. So that all that money went to Gamerade, who's um, a charity that works for the gamers and does, raises all the money. Then they send it off to the RFS and the the victims as well. So. Um, if I could do my part, it was fantastic. I had a lot of fun with it, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's what that's what we did. No, nah, mate, you should be commended. It was a tremendous effort, and as I said to you at the time, man, hats off to you. And it's amazing to see, you know, so many people obviously wanted to get behind the cause. And so. how good is it now? Like we've seen, obviously, Dawson Heppel raise over three hundred grand to shave his shave his agate. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we've seen Beam to get rid of his medal. Evan, I went back to Collingwood, which is probably a good yep. thing in the end that someone um, he gets to see it still. So. Absolutely. We had a lot of players, um, you know, I saw Bradley Hill. He was trying to sell a few of his jerseys. Yep. We had your boy Gary Ablett who set something up pretty cool. I think you can talk through that. Yeah, yeah. So we, we set up the the sport, the fire crisis campaign. So um, that's been amazing actually to, to have, you know, athletes from I suppose outside the AFL and, and within the AFL um, donate their items. We've actually got Matthew Lloyd's 2000 uh, premiership boots. Uh, the same boots that he kicked 100 goals in in 2000. So that auction actually ends tonight. So if uh, don't know what time we'll drop this, but yeah, uh, if anyone tomorrow, wants Matthew so Lloyd, yeah, so they'll miss it. But that's all right. You know, someone someone's going to get those. And so there's been some unbelievable prizes uh, and auction items that have been up for grabs. So yeah, no, it's just about I suppose creating a channel where um, where you know athletes can can auction off their items and yeah. all money's going towards the Australian Red Cross. It's actually awesome to see because a lot of these players they don't know what they can do, um, and that was an avenue because. We haven't. No one's like we haven't really done this before. Like come together as a group of you know AFL players and try and auction off as many things as we can to raise money for a certain cause. So I think it was pretty cool that Ablett and yourself set that up and got that going. That was something that I saw that was um, probably the first groundbreaking thing you could do. So props to all those. I saw Matthew Richardson jumped involved, and there's a lot of other people that helped out as well. But um, I thought yeah. that was really cool, and especially it's, it's just humbling to see everyone come together for something that they obviously strongly care about. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it probably ties into our first talking point for today. And, and you were actually in the room when yes. uh, the AFL pitched the bushfire relief uh, 
State of Origin match. So yeah. tell us about it, man. Tell us about the room because first of all, you're now a delegate for the yeah. Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar with the process, every AFL club nominates two players to yeah. be the AFL players delegates. Um, you're doing it this year, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, Tommy Cutler went to Essendon. He was our previous son with Daniel Rich. So yeah. there's actually three of us now. We've got me, Steph Martin and Daniel Rich. So we've got a, a broad broad group, but um, because we are interstate teams, usually you want to have more or more than less involved. So it was great that we all put our hand up to do it, and the AFLPA took us on. But but yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And so you were in the room. So, yep. so talk us through it. So they come in. You guys obviously have your you know your annual meeting that you're, yeah. that you're doing your, your preseason meeting, and obviously it's topical. You know the AFL talks about wanting to obviously do something special, and they put forward the, the state of origin match. And, and so, what was the response within the room? Yeah, so I obviously saw it um, on you know on Twitter and the papers that I think it started with a discussion that oh you know it'd be cool to have this um, a state of origin match to raise money for the bushfire victims. And then it kind of, I saw, so I saw it getting a bit of legs um, on Twitter and people started to talk about it more than, obviously when we got down there for the AFLPA conference, um, it was brought up, uh, Marshy was up on stage, it was brought up, um, he yep. talked about um, you know, injuries, uh, match payments, what, what we're raising, who's going to go to, who's involved, um, what it looks like, who, like in terms of, is it like Vic versus SA or WA yep. or however that goes. So we had a big talk about it um, and then he said, what, what do you guys think about it? I'll put it to the floor. And there's about two blokes from each club there. So literally, Dangerfield has said, no, nah, let's just chuck, let's chuck it all in. Uh, Money-wise, don't worry. We don't want to get paid. Just put everything that we can possibly earn into it. Um, and then the, all the players has popped up as well and just said um, they're, two pe- they're two cents about it. And we yeah. wanted to continue on from that. We want to do all of our appearances, um, our community camps in um, ravaged spots where the fires have been and the communities that we can go in and help. So there's a lot more going yeah. on behind the scenes that will possibly come up soon. But yeah, honestly, it was just overwhelming to see the support um, of all the boys. And keeping in mind, we do want to have an annual um, or even a couple of years every year there, but like a um, All-Stars Vic game or a State of Origin type scenario. So it was very, very cool. Like I loved being in that room and, and yeah. being a part of the being a part of the process as well. So, now that was that was awesome. Um, yeah. And I was thinking like it'd be it'd just be like I don't know if I'll probably won't get picked. Let's be honest, because the way it's set up is um, there's only three max players from each team that can play in the whole in the whole tournament or in the game yeah. itself. So I'm not too sure if I'll get the nod, but um, it's just cool, man. Like I honestly love it. Yeah, I think the concept's amazing. And, and we always talk about, I mean, the AFL sometimes never feels like they make any friends because they always get criticised. Yes, I mean, this one, you know, you, you got to take your hats off to them. And, yeah. and I've always said, you know, I've always championed so many of their ideas because, you know, we, we are in an innovative league and, and, you know, our game isn't afraid to, to, to make, you know, decisions like these that, um, you know, do so much good for the communities. And, uh, you know, speaking on your, you know, your selection, hopefully people power can step up, man. This is the people show. And, you know, as I said, we'll always try and champion you wherever we can. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am hoping, I am hoping. No, no, but I suppose one thing that I would love to see is, you know, guys like yourself and, and Dyson Apple and, and I suppose Gary, of course, as well. I mean, I'd love to see you guys get the opportunities to play in that game because, you know, you, you have taken, you know, I suppose steps to, towards on your own backs, trying yeah. to, to, you know, obviously raise money for the bushfire appeals. So, you know, selfishly, I'd love to see you guys obviously yeah. part of it in some way. I don't know. I think it, I think it will get legs. I think this would be a real eye-opener to the best plan the best. I think it's a great start for where we should be having this thing yearly or every second year. Um, I'd rather see this instead of the um, Australian international rules. Yeah, um, you and I both. Man, I'd love to see this like year on, year out. Um, even if they do um, change the teams up 
every every year. So that this year there'll be you know Vic versus All Stars. Maybe next year it could be SAWA or I'll be another group of teams like the Northern Territory and Tassie combined and Canberra, like all that kind of stuff. So that'd be really cool to see. But um, in terms of that, I reckon it'd be just great to have your resume. Like you see the NBA players um, having all their rep games and making teams that they make. Um, we don't have that really. It's just you're, you're either all Australian or you're nothing really. Yeah. In terms do you of that. Think, so do you I, think, think? I think that resume would be cool. Like if, if even yeah. if every, every player has like, they can make their state team. And that's like, oh, so say if I was Tasmanian, it might be pretty easy for me to become one, but I could be a four-time state rep. Like that kind yeah. of thing. Like something yeah. to hang a hat on and I guess have a bit of pride for where you're from. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, selfishly, I think as all fans, I think we love the idea of it. I mean, taking out the emotion because obviously, you know, so much, there's so much support for this game because obviously what's happening, yeah. um, you know, with the, with the bushfires. You know, could you see this game being replicated every year you know would, would the best players in the game put their hands up and, and play in a in a game in a format like this every year because i understand the circumstances this, this time are completely different and yep. there's so much support you know that's that's going towards this i mean can you could you see this actually being replicated you know whether it's purely vic versus all stars um could you see something like this being replicated every year 100 percent. the best thing about this time around is that the clubs shout out to the clubs because they've all ticked it off as well so, so it's not just yeah. the afl players and the afl the clubs have said yes green light um timing of it is perfect because it's 28th of february which is just before the jlt games so regardless if someone gets injured that's the biggest thing out of this who gets injured who doesn't and yeah is it worth it type thing this cause is, yes, it's worth it because we want to raise as much money for the people who need it. Um, but in terms of having a yearly thing, I think this will be a great start to something special. Um, if we can do this year in, year out, it'll be awesome because then players have more incentives to do it. Um, the yeah. best be the best. No one gets to see that um, because we have our best players play against Ireland who aren't AFL players. So you can't, yeah. really, can't really get that camaraderie and that rivalry started. Like it's not really a thing. And, the only, the only rivalry we had really had with the island was when we started like fighting every every match. That was like the only thing. Yeah. Watch it. That's the only yeah. thing you would really watch it for. So yeah, I think this would be something great, and the AFL can really make money off this as well. Post this um, cause, or it could be a charity thing every year. If you know what I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's really good. A lot of the AFL players want to get involved somehow. If it's boundary riding or doing appearances beforehand, or afterhand, uh, it would be great for that. So. I know I'm, I'm I'm so excited for this, and obviously we've got the FOW curtain raiser too. So that those girls yep. are play in front of a big crowd as well. I would love it to be at the MCG. Unfortunately, it's not. It's at Eddie Had, but um, I think that's just due to the cricket reasons and whatever's happening there. But I reckon it'd be yeah. so cool to get on the bigger stage and just fill that stadium and have the best for the best because they're gonna they're gonna go hard at it. Like first oh, quarter, yeah, yeah. first quarter, yeah. they might just be like feel it out, see how everyone's going. You don't you don't want to be that first guy who's gonna have the biggest crack. You just want to see what's going on because you know when you watch that. Yeah. Um, the Legends game, you see like those younger yeah. ones running around trying the balls off, like trying to be the best player there. I think it will wait for a couple of players to um, maybe put a little bit of a hit on or a little bit of a dirty tackle or something like that just to get the fierceness back in the game. So, well, well, that's why I think we need Robbo, man. That's I what think I'm that's saying. What we, I think that's what we need. Should I think the public we need vote you, man. Rob Scott. I think, Rob I think Scott. if you came out in the first 20 I'm seconds... Going, I'm going straight for someone. I'm loving and someone. And just up. ran through someone. It's like, like a charity. It, it's done, man. The game's yeah. on. Like, I reckon that's what it needs, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, man. that's that's where I feel like, and that's what I hope, you know, yeah, see. Yeah. Because you, you, you do want to see everyone just going out 100%. Because this is, you know, really, this is the it's first the, time. This could the be the, the last opportunity. Like, if it doesn't go ahead again, this could be one of the last opportunities. So you want it to, everyone to put on a show. And oh, I, I can't wait. I, I, if I'm not, I don't, I, if I don't make it, I don't care. Because from our team, it's probably going to be out of, 
um, Charlie Cameron, Dane Zorko, Lockie Neal, or Harris Andrews. It'd be one of those four. Yeah. Um, is it is it three per team though? Yeah, three or per like, team. It, so, so you can't have six players, as in three no. play for Vic and three play for. Nah. So the club puts up their okay. eight players that they yeah. um, say who's available, and then the AFL choose from them. I don't, I'm not too sure who's on yeah. the board. Hopefully, someone's are looking out for me. Um, yeah, we, we might have to have a chat to Greg yeah, Swan and. Uh, hopefully, and they coach. put my name up. Surely, I, I did. I just finished ninth in the BNF, so hopefully, I get. I need that top eight. But, yeah, I'm oh, actually well, so excited for it. We try to get Gil McLaughlin on, but he's currently on a holiday, unfortunately. But he, yep, he was yep. keen to chat, so we'll probably get him on in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully, if we put enough pressure on him to come on because it's just be a five-minute chat. Um, I think he would be great to give us insight on how it all went down behind the scenes. But And yeah. he doesn't miss an episode. We know that. He's you a big-time listener. He's an avid fan. I didn't even have to explain what was going on. I was like, yo. He knew, man. He's already subscribed. He Tuesday, subscribes. come on. He's iTunes. Like, Fire and bait, holiday. Sorry, bros. He's, he's in. That's right. But we know we're going to we're, we're looking forward to, to catching up with him throughout the season or prior to the season, hopefully, um, before he comes up. But no, I mean, look, I think it's a fantastic initiative. And, and you know, we're, we're talking about this too, you know, being able to, I suppose, look at what some of the American sports do with their all-star yeah. games. And, you know, the, the, the pride that you get when, you know, as a retired you know, Hall of Fame basketball player, you say that you're a 10-time All-Star. It means something. It carries weight. Um, would you go, would you go one step further in getting um, some – what's what's it called when you – are oh, the skill games before before the match. Would you would you like something like that? Maybe some goal kicking? I would absolutely love to see that. I'd do a skills challenge. I'd do longest kick. But, like, I, I get we do it for the grand final. I'd love to see, you know, those dribble kicks type skills challenge that you could do, um, you know, because then you could say, you know, you're the most skilled yeah. player in the game. Like, you could create different formats. Yeah. Um, I'm all for work. it, man. I think it put, and, us, on, put and, us on the committee yeah. or some shit. Man, I, I've been telling you for, for ages. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my Queensland New South Wales set of origin goes out the window. Up there, man. No, that goes out the window now. That's got um, no legs. I know. That's I'm, got no I, legs. I was, I was a bit nervous about mentioning it after all this. Well, that could, all that this could be a curtain raiser, maybe for the under under 18s. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I, I'm still, I'm still pushing it. You know, there's going to be a time where I can bring <laughs> that back to the table. No, no, absolutely. I, I would, I would turn it into a weekend. So, you know, whether it's buy round, whether you have a two week buy round or what have you, I'm not mm. too sure how you would do it because that's the difficulty really. Really in all of this, you know, in the NBA, they have a all-star break. So those that obviously aren't in the weekend involved, they, they obviously get to go out and, and um, you know, spend some time away with their families. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I think the best of the best would love to play in something like this. And, you know, I think as a, as a player, you know, if, if we can create it as a weekend and as a spectacle, um, you know, I'm sure we can get the support. But it always comes down to, you know, wanting to see the best of the best. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think it should be on the calendar and make it an annual thing and then everyone just looks forward to that because you've got so much time from when you finish the grand final to the next phase of football. It's so long. And as a footy fan, I hate that time. Um, didn't really watch the draft, but yeah, off-season everyone gets a chance to break, which is good for the game. And then I think if we have something to look forward to like this, bang, yeah. it's going to be gone. And I suppose that's why... I think it can work because I, I do see it as a pre-season exhibition yeah. type weekend. I mean, this could be a perfect way of launching the AFL season. I mean, if we had if we an all-star here, weekend. If we do it somewhere else overseas and that's where they can break into that market. Absolutely, man. You could have, you know, you could have the, you know, one JLT game. You could have the all-star game uh, where, you know, obviously as many AFL players are involved, have the week off and then have round one. So yeah. you could almost use it as a way to launch the, the whole football season. Yeah. So I'm for it. I think it can work. You know, we've been saying it for years and, you know, if we have to champion it, between the two of us, we'll, we'll make it happen. 
I was going to say, what money are we going to use for that? Uh, yeah, the players, uh, we can't pay you, but we uh, get the money on the door. So whatever happens. Yeah, absolutely. We're all in. We're all in. So so there's a, um, oh, I suppose there's, there's actually been a fair bit since, you know, we, we last had a chance to chat and been. talk about it. Um, you know, obviously since last time we spoke, you know, one of the one of the great all-time backmen and Alex Rance uh, caught time on, on his career. Um, mm. I suppose somewhat unexpectedly, you know, given, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, where people kind of still saw, you know, a lot of his best football still ahead of him. But, you know, for, for family reasons and for, for off-field reasons, he, he decided that, um, you know, now was the perfect time for him to walk away from the game. And yeah. I, I suppose I'd love to know where you kind of see his status as as one of the all-time greats because, you know, for years we've obviously heard about Silvani and Dustin Fletcher mm. and Scarlett and, and Rance. I mean, do you, do you feel like he is certainly in the room of, of the all-time greats when we talk about those key defenders? Oh, he'd have to be. Um, yeah, I was surprised when I was surprised because I do remember him raising that he was going to retire like five years ago maybe yeah um, yeah when he was like hadn't even signed his long-term yeah deal yet. so yeah. it was just before he signed that so i didn't know if that was going to be like a leverage thing to get more money out of the richmond footy club or he's genuinely going to retire but um knowing knowing the jehovah witness faith uh, my mum's been one for what 30 plus years easy now so i grew up yeah. um understanding what it what it means to do and experience that faith so I wasn't too um, eyebrow-raising that he was going to retire to practice his faith and go on from there. So um, when it when it waited five more years for it and then he released that, that he wanted to get more in touch with um, the congregation and do all that kind of stuff with his, with his family and look after his life outside of footy because he, he seems like a bloke who footy's not his job. It's a hobby for him. So yeah, if, when, he's, when he starts... Oh, the other way around. So it looks like it's a hobby for him. No, it looks like it's a job for him. Not a hobby. So it is a hobby, yeah. Other, yeah, so that's what I mean. But other than that, I think it's 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 strange. It seems to be a lot of stuff going around the internet that I don't want to touch on because that's got nothing to do with me. Um, but he's definitely in the in the conversation of being one of the best fullbacks of all time. I've seen him for a good 11 years now in the system. Um, he's been consistent all the way through. So it kind of be rude not to put him in that same category as being the, one of the best of all time. And if we're doing the next decade, he might just miss out because he hasn't played in it. But yeah, I yeah. think the last one he will probably feature in that. Um, so yeah, he'll be a Hall of Famer if, they, if they're still um, looking at that uh, for accolade. But he's been yeah. one of the best I've seen, that's for sure. And he's, and, and he's a goddamn rooster. Oh yeah, good looking dude. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, Rancy absolutely. Boy. And, and, and the one thing that we always talk about, you know, on this podcast is we love the NBA and, and other American sports, but yeah. part of the reason we love them is the characters in yeah. the game. Yeah, um, he is and, one. and he's certainly one. So you know, I think for that aspect, you know, we'll certainly miss him in terms of you know his character and, and his personality and, and what he brings. And I think I think he invited fans into I suppose yeah. to, to know more about him. I, I think you know whether or not you're a Richmond fan or not. I I think you feel a sense of um, familiarity with, with, with Alex Rance. And, um, yeah, I mean, all the best to him. I think he certainly 100%. belongs in that that group of, you know, elite defenders that, that have graced our game. And, um, yeah, I mean, all the best to, to what he decides to do next. Yeah, and we could try and delve into the situations that he's going through as well. Um, but media's got to understand, and this is the next bloke we'll probably talk about, Dale Thomas, but media has to understand. And, and the community, footy communities and the general public have to understand there's lives outside of footy, and it's not just... Um, what's happening, the person they see on TV is not actually who they are all the time. So people just got to, you know, show some privacy for some people and let them move on from life. And that's not saying whatever happens happened, but I'm just, you know, let people have a breath and uh, sort themselves out if they need to. So 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think Dal Thomas, you know, really been up quite open in the last it's few days. It's good to see that. It's um, refreshing, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always talk about, you know, mental health and, uh, you know, we've spoken about it at length, you know, with, with special guests on, on our yeah. show. And I think, you know, it, it is a reminder that, you know, you don't know what people are going through in their lives. I yeah. mean, he was he was really open about it in the last few days where there were times when, you know, he would rock up to training and, and just be in his car and, and you know, he would be crying to himself because he was just going through such a, a terrible dark period in his yeah. time and yeah. 20 minutes later he'd have to try and put on a jovial face and start cracking jokes with all the boys at the club and you know no one knew that he was going through such a tough time because he hit it so well and um i suppose as a player it must it must really speak to you that you know yeah. people probably sometimes don't realize the, the the hardships that you do face outside the game it definitely does resonate with me and so that's something at the aflpa conference we're talking about uh, mental health and what we want to invest in there um Every club gets the money in the soft cap now to um, dive into that area, mental health, getting psychs on board, getting um, player development managers and all that kind of jazz. So we've really been talking about that. It's a big thing in football. And the survey we did, well, that was the number one priority going to the next CBA. We wanted to have more money for that um, and we can delegate that better to um, employees of the club who can look after you with better ways. Because you see the things like Dale Thomas comes out and talks about how he hated footy. And I would put my hand up saying that he has... I, I, I acknowledge that he probably has copped it the worst I've seen in a long, long time in terms of yeah. from the media and also... People um, forget. People forget that he was like actually a really good player in the game, um, premiership player for Collingwood. Mm. Then it's not his fault that Carlton want to offer him that kind of contract and that kind of money and they lose someone like Eddie Betts and a few other players at the time. It's not his fault yeah. at all. And for him just to cop it year in, year out, and he had some probably not his best years of his career at Carlton, then he kind of started hitting the better end of um, the end there. But you just got to like you just got to think he's copped so much, and for him to come out and say, "Yeah, I've had relationship problems," um, you know, the stuff trying to see his daughter every second weekend. Like I don't know what's actually happened there, and I don't need to know, but I understand what he's going through, and it's not easy rocking up to work when you feel like shit, and you got to try and put on this yeah. front. Because me myself, I've had plenty of dark times in footy um, that I've publicly spoken about before, and that kind of face you got to put on when you walk into the club because I'm a larrikin as it is. You know, if I'm having a quiet day, everyone's like, "Oh, Robert, what's wrong?" Like they all acknowledge that, but. I was like, no, nah, I'm just tired. I had, I had, you know, I didn't have much sleep. So you just kind of shrug it off. But it's actually a big thing in football. Um, and they think, oh, you know, if he gets paid all this money, he's living the life. You know, gets to go to work, be fit, do weights, um, eat out all the time. You know, get all these perks. Like behind closed doors, that's not what it is at all. So yeah, I think it was refreshing to see Dale come out and talk about. It. I don't watch that show, whatever he's on, but I saw it in the papers, and I think it's just great to see him come out and talk about it because. Um, it is he is retirement now. He's retired now, so he can kind of be more open about that. But um, I just think even seeing Dame Beams recently take more time off, it's just sad to see, man. And it's a you know, depression and these kind of problems are real things, and they don't choose who gets it. It just you know, it's just a sickness. So. Oh, it's just, yeah, it, 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 it is really tough. And I think you know, one thing that I was just trying to to, to look up now was just. You know, really, the, the the hardships that he that he opened up and spoke about, and yeah. again, you know, we talk about Alex Rance being one of the great characters of the game. I mean, yeah. there, there probably weren't too many better oh, than, than Daisy. Daisy, um, he was, he was the most outspoken player going around. You know, again, you know, someone, you know, and it hasn't been too many in the last ten years, really. If we're being really honest with ourselves, players that transcend their clubs, yeah. um, and, and you know, forge fans, you know, that yeah. that are 
you know, not actually belonging to their clubs. And, and Daisy Dent was certainly one of those. And, um, you know, I heard he did so much for camp quality as well. Um, oh, you know, the, 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 the charity that, that he was really passionate about. And um, again, you know, you just, you feel, you feel horrendous when you hear that. And, and I, the one thing that I appreciate most about working in the AFL for six years and, you know, being able to have such you know, great relationships like yourself and Gary and others in the game is you do, realize that so much goes on behind the scenes that people don't, yeah. don't actually get a chance to know about and it's not their fault you no. know because you and then, know and then they have know. they have one mistake well daisy goes out and drinks wine uh, a few nights before a game and gets drunk um and that comes out and gets smashed for it so yeah that's what i mean what sells paper what doesn't um i can talk about that all day but um yeah you just got to think about what you're going to write on the social media or who you're going to attack or what's your prerogative to do that so just have a think about it that's all i'm saying to everyone out there just think about what you're going to do and um, you know, players have you know, feelings as well. So just think about that before you uh, attack someone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, one thing that uh, hopefully, you know, in recent days, you know, hopefully the good thing that can come from, you know, people like Daisy, you know, coming out and being really open about his circumstances is it gives more people understanding and education yeah. on, on you know, what, what we really need to be mindful of. And I suppose, you know, another big talking point that uh, you and I were talking about was Brad Scott, uh, yep. former North Melbourne uh, Kangaroos football coach, uh, has just taken on a new role at the AFL. He is the new competition evolution manager. Uh <laughs> So these names are getting these names are getting better. I'll tell you what they I'm, sound uh, they sound a bit made up for um, specific people, don't they? But um, I did I did, but, I did say that the other day. He's finally um, taken on a role within the AFL. So yep. um, having his expertise um, as a an evolution officer, I thought it was actually he was you know, starting to do the work for the game, the AFL Evolution game. That's what I thought he was doing. But he's uh, he's doing something for the coaches. I'm pretty sure in the yep. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So according to the Herald Sun, his new AFL role will include assessing game trends with various stakeholders, including players, coaches, and uh, analysis, and he'll work closely with the yeah. competition committee. So, so yeah, yeah, something surprising for me to see last year was, I think there was five coaches sacked last year. So he might hmm. be looking at ways around that and how to um, probably choose better coaches and get the expertise up and how to handle those um, situations because he... He abruptly came out and uh, I think he retired off his own bat, but um, it's good to see that him get a job with the AFL because from all reports, he's one of the smartest coaches going around and uh, he definitely knows what he's doing. So uh, it's good on him. Um, it does sound like a made-up title, but hopefully he's getting a good pay packet. <laughs> hey, man, it's, uh, if, if they let me pick my own title, I'll do the same thing. Oh, oh mate, uh, I, I could be the um, <laughs> Rip Through It podcast sound check coordinator. Executive um, vice president, yeah. people show, you know, we, we, we I can we, do we it all. Through. We do it we all. Can do it all. Uh, Mr. Mr. It all. Mr. Sleepy in um, and miss his alarm and Sean drives up an hour and a half for nothing and then goes back. But we did it. We did, did it, man. We, we did it. We did it. Our first episode, you know, we, uh, we're so proud to be doing this again. And, you know, yeah. I'd love to know, you know, we, we, we We'll make sure that we actually, you know, allow the people to give us their thoughts. But we're we're we're, we're going to take this whole thing to another level. In, Ooh, um, are we what? So, and I so was thinking yeah. streaming as well because this is pretty easy. We could do this on uh, my Twitch channel or YouTube. I yep. think that could be something that we can um, try to do down the avenue. So if you do think that's a good idea, and you go to the YouTube channel, put on the comments or tweet at me and say yes, I'm all for us live streaming a good chat a recap maybe uh, once a yep. week, which should be great. Absolutely. So um, this is the room behind me. We are getting um, some decorations on here, mural. We're getting some chairs. Um, yep. It's going to look pimp. So 
Make I'll sure you be tune. there next yeah, week. Yeah, that's. I think we're gonna do that on the twenty fourth. So it's two weeks back. So I'll be in camp yes. next week. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The week yeah. after, we'll make sure we're back. But we're back. We're just we're, we're back again. Yeah. We're gonna be doing this. We're running it straight back. We're we're um we're really excited for this year, and and we're we're, we're really keen to take things to a new level. So let us know, you know, what you guys are wanting, and, and we'll make sure that we do everything we can. And it's uh, it's super fun to keep doing this. Well, that's what we got, Johnny T. That's um that's episode twenty eight of the first one of twenty twenty. Um, a nice thirty five minute episode. Just to kick us off, but we'll be back in two weeks on the 24th. We do appreciate everyone's support last year. Uh, it's given me the confidence and Sean the confidence to take this to another level this year. So all you got to do is wait. We're going to get a few players. I'm going to get Hodgie on for sure. We've got Ellis Youngman coming on. Um, who else is there? We've got uh, Brennan Ellis who said he would do it. And we have yeah. Brad Crouch and Matt Crouch who obviously put their hand up as well. So a lot Absolutely. of stuff happening soon. And I might even try and get Tim Payne on next week because he's uh, in Tasmania. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. All right, Shank Shawnee T. Uh, apologize for this morning, but um, this looks good. We've got it done. We've got it done. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. All right, peace out. Peace out. See ya. Bruh.